0: If you have your Bibles, would you open with me to the book of Matthew? At Community Gospel, we're serious about teaching the Word of God. We want to pause a moment, and we want to make sure that you're getting the Word of God this morning. I've heard songs, letters, and opportunities, and we look at this Christmas season, and we understand that sometimes we can have the tree, we can have the gifts, we can have the family over, but we might miss the message, and this morning we would not want you as a church, to miss the message, and that is that Jesus Christ has come here to this earth, and he's come in the form of us, and you can clap for that, that's all right, because we appreciate that. And he was like us, and he gave us the opportunity to come to know him personally in a relationship with him. So my question for you this morning is very easy. As we look at Matthew chapter 1, and we see the Christmas story, in what way do you know Jesus? I want you to just pause and think for a minute. Maybe you got here because somebody dragged you here and sat you next to them in one of our pews. And maybe you got here because you've gone here for a long time. And maybe you're revisiting us again. And let me tell you something, CGC is all about making Christ known near and far. And we want to make sure that we're a lighthouse for our communities And one of the things that we understand is when we get into a conversation with people, we ask the question, in what relationship or in what way do you know Jesus? In Matthew chapter 1, a couple of things happen. Um, And one of the things that we see kind of here is that there's three ways to believe in Jesus. The first thing that we see is that there are people who believed in Jesus' birth as an inherited belief. There were people who inherited the fact that they knew that Jesus were to, was to come, right? There were some people in the Old Testament and they knew because the prophets declared, they spoke, they stood up in the middle of their towns and said, this Jesus is coming, this Messiah is going to come and he's going to save the world. And so they inherited it from their fathers and their fathers before them and their fathers before them. Do you know Jesus in an inherited way? When you look maybe to the left or to the right, do you see your mom and dad sitting here? And are you believing the same things because you inherited it from them? Let me tell you something. Inherited belief does not get you to heaven. And inherited belief does not get you in a right relationship with Jesus. Because no matter how bad that I want to believe for you, that you can come to know Christ, it's, it's impossible. I can't wish enough. I can't will it enough for you to know Jesus because of my own belief. I know this because some of uh, my family members believe in some things, and I inherited them. Like, for example, I believe that the Chicago Cubs are the best baseball team in the whole entire world. And when I grew up, I, I realized they're not the best baseball team <laughs> in the whole entire world. And some of you, you know, it's the purdue Dame thing in Indiana, isn't it? Maybe you grew up and you realized that Purdue really was the greatest football team, or Notre Dame really was the greatest football team, at least for a season. Uh, And maybe you grew up and you you like, that's not true. I, I don't believe those things. But inherited belief isn't always correct, is it? It's not always something we look at as being accurate. And when it comes to knowing Jesus, let me tell you something, church. Inherited belief can't save you in the end. Inherited belief is another person believing for you, which in the eyes of our Savior, it's not enough. You missed the mark. So we may have inherited some right and wrong beliefs, but the one thing that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, the one thing that I got from my mom and dad, the one present underneath the Christmas tree from them, is a sinful nature. I'm a good sinner. (laughs) And when I mean I'm a good sinner, I mean that God looks at me and he says, I've fallen short of his standard. Amen? But watch this. There's a second way. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But there's a second belief that we have. We have intellectual beliefs. If we look at the Christmas story in Matthew chapter 1, we see this guy named Herod, right? Herod has this intellectual belief about Jesus. He knows it in his mind, doesn't he? He understands that Jesus is there. He knows beyond a shadow of a doubt in his head that he is in a manger. And so Herod believes off of what is in his head. Now, some of you are Awana and Word of Life champions, and I watched all these little kids up here singing, wasn't that cool? And I watched them all stand up there, and I, I'm like, man, I know that that one knows what the word says, and I know what that one uh, knows the word, and then that one I'm, I'm not real sure of, and we won't point out names, okay? Because every kid, in the eyes of their parents, is absolutely awesome, and if we look at you grandparents, you think that they're beyond awesome, right? Okay, so grandparents are a whole different world. Grandparents, you have the intellectual belief that your grandchild is by far the best individual, will be the most rich person in the whole entire world. They'll never do you any wrong. And parents, man, I look at my mom and dad sometimes and I go, you do not live in our house. (laughs) And that's okay because they just keep pumping them full of sugar, you know, and sending them back. But intellectual belief, right? Intellectual belief is something that, we look at and we kind of know up in our head. Now, if I, if I were to say that, oh, let's just go with this. Let's go with Barack Obama walks through the back doors, right? We have an intellectual belief about who he is. Whether that be right or wrong, we see him walk in, and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is the president of the United States of America. Some of us would stand and some of us would stay seated. <laughs> And we watch him walk in, and we would have an intellectual belief in our mind about who he is, wouldn't we? Some of us have right ways of thinking when it comes to him, and some of us have wrong ways of thinking when it comes to him. But we have intellectual knowledge of who he is and his status. Let me ask you about your relationship with Jesus. Do you know in your head who he is? Do you know this year in your head, that He is the Savior of the world. Maybe you got it all right with Word of Life. Maybe you dominated in Awanas. But maybe you missed the mark too because intellectual belief doesn't get you there, does it? Because you still have the inherited sin nature and you still have the intellectual knowledge of what the Bible says, as Romans says, for all have fallen short of the glory of God. You miss the mark. I cannot know enough to get to heaven impossible but then i see there's a there's a third belief in there and i like this because watch this this is when the angel visits mary remember this and he comes and he visits her and her his presence is enough because mary looks at him she says who am i what do i got and the angel's clear to point out you you don't really have a whole lot but you have watch this you found favor with god Church, do you realize that you have found favor with God? Do you realize that since Jesus came on this earth and was born in this stable, that you found favor with God? You have the ability to possess something that nobody else has ever known in the Old Testament. You have the ability to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You have the ability to know Christ in an intimate way. You can know Jesus intimately. You can have a relationship with Him. But it takes this little thing that we would call faith. Jesus says in John 6, He says, Whoever believes in Me shall never, ever thirst. I watched my daughter open up presents much like that at Christmas time. And the cool thing is when she opens up a gift, she looks at it and she goes, Oh, that is so beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Your mom bought that. It's all good. I put my name on it. <laughs> but I look at her, and she, her eyes are huge. And she is just, she's blown away that I would give her a gift and she takes it out and she plays with it and she starts to mess around and see how this thing works and she says this is from my dad and she starts walking around she goes look look what my dad has given me look at the present that he has given to me not so well articulated but it's close i get what she's saying okay and then the other thing that i see in her life is that she possesses this gift forever it's always hers she can have it, it, it but but watch, the, the coolest thing is I have two girls. And I think the coolest thing at Christmas time is when my little girl who I've given a gift, she she takes that gift and she goes, Here, Jana, here, play with this. See, Jesus gave you a gift and you have the opportunity, first of all, to have an intimate relationship with Christ if you would accept the gift. My question is, have you accepted the gift? I mean, maybe you've been to church your whole life, doesn't matter. Maybe you've gone through all these Christmas programs before. It doesn't matter. Because community gospel, what we're realizing is, we're imperfect people at a perfect place because Jesus has established it 2,012 years ago. He made it possible to get to him. He says, if you would confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart that I am Lord, you will be saved. The gospel is as simple as that. It's as simple as receiving the gift in faith, in belief, That I would put my trust, that I would put my faith in Christ, in Christ alone. And I would say that there's nobody else, because of the fact that you died on the cross for my sin, there's nobody else, not one person, who can wipe out the sin in my life. The Bible says in the Old Testament, there can be no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. So this Christmas, I would ask you, do you have an inherited belief? Do you have an intellectual belief, or do you have an intimate belief in Jesus? Because let me tell you something. You cannot celebrate Christmas properly without the Messiah. And you cannot worship properly. You cannot receive this season unless you have believed in faith in the Son of God. It's impossible. You'll miss everything else that's there. I'll close with this. One of my favorite times, we were talking about this last night. One of my favorite times with Christmas is uh, with Bethany's family. Don't tell my mom and dad I said that, okay? And the coolest part about being at Christmas with Bethany's family is we all sit around and we go, we do like the one present at a time thing. You know what I'm talking about? It takes like six hours. (laughs) And so you go go youngest to oldest all the way around in this circle. And it's just a cool time. It's an awesome opportunity. And I, I realized this last year. I don't think I've ever realized this before. But we'll give presents to each other, right? And we'll say, here, this is from me, and here, this is from, from me, and here, this is from me, or whatever. And we look at all these people who are receiving all these gifts. And I realize at my table, and I'm, I'm not sure how it is with your family, but everybody in that room knows Jesus. And I understand when all the gifts are open, and when everything has been unwrapped, and all the material possessions are laying all over the floor, the one thing that happens At Bethany's family's Christmas is we kind of move those aside and we start talking together because we realize that people matter and that not only people matter to us but people mattered to God and so we celebrate that season and we celebrate the fact that our king has come and he's given us the opportunity to know him and we talk about how much God is working in our lives and in our hearts Maybe you missed the mark this year. Maybe you believe in Christmas because of your parents. Maybe you believe in Christmas because maybe you read the Christmas story once or twice. The opportunity is on the table for you to trust Christ as your Lord and Savior today. Don't walk out those doors the same way that you walked in. We're serious about this at Community Gospel. We're working on becoming a lighthouse to five communities. And we welcome you here. If you're looking for a place to call home, we would say that there's a lot of people here who would love to take you as an imperfect person and go on a walk with Jesus. Because our King has come. And I invite you to do that this morning. Father God, if there's anybody here who doesn't know you as Savior, I would ask that you would soften their heart here this morning and allow them to have the opportunity to come to know you in a very intimate way. Have the ability to open up theirselves because as you say you are knocking on our door and when you knock on our door we have the choice we can either open the door and we can either accept you or we can simply just pretend like we're not hearing it i don't know how you got here this morning i don't know if somebody dragged you here i don't know if you came by yourself I don't know if you came with your whole entire family. And I don't know how you believe in Jesus. But let me tell you something. An inherited and intellectual belief in Christ misses the mark because there's a 10-inch gap from your head and your heart. And we would say that you need to build a bridge of faith this morning from your head to your heart and that you need to trust Christ That he not only came, but he lived. And he did not sin. And that he died brutally. But he didn't stay dead. He rose again. Our calendars are dated by the fact that Christ's birth happened. The evidence is in front of you. My real question is what's stopping you? Trust Christ today understand the real reason for this season. Father God, allow these people the opportunity to confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are Lord. May community gospel continue to be grounded in the gospel. May we continue to celebrate the fact that you have saved people out of their sins. May we celebrate the fact that this year we have seen people come to know you as Lord and Savior. To take the gift of the Holy Spirit, the free gift of salvation, and share it with other people in their communities. We thank you that you're moving in our body of believers. We thank you that we have the opportunity to worship you without being persecuted. And we thank you ultimately, God, that you accept us in perfect people, in your perfect place. So Lord Jesus, help us to remember that this year is the year that we mark to celebrate another year that you have given to us in the season that you came, Emmanuel, to dwell with your people. We praise you, Father God. In your name we pray.